Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is whole business, not big business. I don't know about you, but I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart
Good evening and welcome to the Light of Portland. I hope and pray that you are so glad to be in the service one more time. We give all praise, glory, and honor to God tonight, for truly God is good and he is so worthy of all of our praise. We want to thank God for uh, his presence that we feel tonight, uh, wherever you may be, you might be at home, you might be at work, you might be in the car, you might be riding the bus, wherever you are, know that God is in the midst of you. And we're just so honored that you chose to worship with us tonight at the Light of Portland. Bring you greetings from the city of Portland, and we are just so excited to share this platform with so many in women, so many men and women. We thank God for the Butterfields, what God has assigned to their hands. Uh, for our speaker tonight and my friend and my sister, Pastor Sherelle Pennington, and to Archbishop Ruth Smith for being a spiritual covering to the light of Portland. We thank God for the men and women that preach and teach and share their gifts, their time, and their talent with us every Sunday night, every month here on the light of Portland. We just truly are grateful to God for what God is doing in our midst. As I was telling the church family this morning, the same thing that Paul told the church of Philippi, God left you here for a purpose and for a reason. And while you are here, intentionally be intentional about proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Saints of God, we've got a work to do. We've got a kingdom to advance. There are souls to be saved, bodies to be healed, and, and lives to be transformed, and a God to be glorified. So I hope and pray that we are doing our part in advancing the kingdom of God, doing our part as being disciples, be, doing our part to be in a part of the community of the body of Christ. It's so good to share this time with you tonight. I don't have many announcements, but I do want to remind all of us that next week, January 15th, is the celebration of the life and the legacy honoring the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I hope and pray that you take out some time next weekend to go to a celebration. I'm sure that all throughout the city and Atlanta and Texas and Washington and Oregon, you can find something to do to honor Dr. Martin Luther King. If you don't plan to go to a celebration service, plan to do something as of a service to someone else. Uh, go and volunteer some time at a nursing home this week. Go and volunteer at a shelter uh, just do something to give back to the community because that's what Dr. King was all about. He was all about our beloved community. And we have allowed that community to fall so by the wayside that we have forgotten that it takes a village to raise a child. We've forgotten that it, it takes a village, uh, amen, to keep family together and to help husbands um, be good husbands and to help wives be good wives. They don't get that from um, Bravo and Own and uh, Dr. Phil and Miss Oprah. They get it from the church. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
The church teaches us how to be good husbands and good wives, how to be good children, how to be good stewards. So it's time for the church to stand up in this beloved community and let our light shine that men, women, boys, and girls will see that God truly is the way and that the only way that they can be saved, be redeemed, and be delivered is through God. I just want to encourage you this weekend to find yourself at some type of celebration or doing some type of community service work so that we can carry out the legacy of Their celebration will be on Sunday at 2 o'clock p.m. And then the Albina Ministerial Alliance will be at Allen Temple CME Church uh, this Sunday at 4 o'clock. And then Monday morning, the Scanner, um, our Black-owned newspaper, will be hosting their scholarship breakfast. And that will be at the Red Lion Holiday Inn and at Columbia River. Um, that's going to be Monday morning. And then um, following that, you can head over to Highland Christian Center for music, spoken word, presentations from the community. And their special guest will be the Greater Works from Seattle, Washington. So I hope and pray that you can make some time to share in what's happening in your community this week in honor of our beloved civil rights leader, the late Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. If your church or your ministry would like for us to make announcements about the things that you are doing, please reach out to the Light of Portland. You can email me at gssbc.com at yahoo.com and I will or Pastor Sherelle, we will make sure that your announcement gets read on the broadcast every Sunday night. Doesn't matter if you live in Washington, Texas, Georgia, Nevada, because we have listeners all over and if you want the word to get out that your ministry or your church is doing something and you want to invite us or you solicit our prayers, feel free to email us at gssmbc at yahoo.com and we will get the word out. Tonight we are in store for a treat. Um, Our speaker tonight is no stranger to the Light of Portland family. She is our very own Pastor Sherelle Pennington. I am just so excited to hear what the Lord has placed inside of her belly for us. I am so excited to hear what God has released and dropped and downloaded in her spirit to share with us on tonight. Uh, We are going to have a word of prayer by our very own Brother Farrell Mack. Following that prayer will be a song to get us ready to receive the word. And after that song, the next voice you will hear will be that of my sister, Pastor Sherelle Pennington. Uh, um, Brother Farrell, I am yielding this call to you tonight. My Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being able to talk about you. We thank you so much for giving us the strength to do the things that you would like us to do. Jesus 
we have so many opportunities. Not too many of us take that opportunity. We're looking back at what has gone on and what will go on. We know that you are made this world for us. We're looking back at everything that we've done in this world. We're destroying it. Jesus, we need you to continue to guide us. There's not enough of us to do what you would like for us to do. We gather when we gather. The churches are empty. We are looking for a special, special person that will listen to you, and we will be able to listen to them. We are concerned about our youth. They're not growing up to be young men, young ladies. They don't seem to have guidance. Uh, They seem not to care about respect, things that are in the Bible, things that maybe we haven't passed on. Jesus, we just need you. We need you so badly. There's so much to be done and not enough workers. We ask you to fill us up, Jesus. Fill us up. Give us a reason to continue this fight. It's hard. It's hard when you you try and you try and you 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 seem like you're not getting anywhere. But we know we can't stop. Jesus, thank you again for just looking in on us, keeping us safe. There's so many of us that didn't make it. This COVID thing started in 2019 and it's still going on in 2023. Jesus, we need we need healing strength. We need help. We need financial blessings. We need you. This world has turned upside down, Jesus. Please help us. We just don't know where to turn anymore other than our churches. There's not too many of them open. We can read the scripture all we want, but if we don't practice it, we haven't done a thing with it. We've kept it in with ourselves. We've got to share. Teach us how to share, Jesus. I ask you to just step in. Let us see the opportunities that we have as Christians. The opportunities that we don't notice. Please shake us. Shake us and let us find these opportunities that are sitting there where we can make a difference. Jesus, there's so much that needs to be done and we don't know really how to come to you other than in prayer. That's the strongest thing that we have. We know that you save all prayers. We need to take time to know you so we can explain to people what you are about. But some of us, we haven't even taken the time to know ourselves. Jesus, please, please continue to make us, make us walk on the right path. Make us be an example. All these things that we ask in your precious name, amen. For your mercy. 
Your 
Um, amen. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Good evening, good evening, and good evening. Thank you so very much for having me on the Light of Portland broadcast. I am excited to be with you all this evening. I greet Pastor Black. I greet the Greater St. Stephen family. I greet the Light of Portland family. I greet you, you, and especially you. I am uh, honored to be with you all this evening, and I do have one announcement before I um, go into the message, and that is Light of, uh, sorry, Light of the World Christian Tabernacle uh, with the Fellowship has its leadership conference starting this Wednesday. It is Wednesday through Saturday. And for additional information, as you know, for the leadership conference, we have classes during the day and services at night. You can watch them via YouTube. You can watch them um, as they stream live. And you can get to that information by going to comeintothelight.org. Again, that's come into the light.org and that is leadership conference um, starting on Wednesday um, going through Saturday I will be uh, ministering and dance on Thursday evening um, and there is just so much to just fill up so I invite you out but there is a word from God this evening and you know, it's funny that we we preach about uh, the the birth of Jesus and we preach about uh, the life of Jesus and we we do it during specific times of the year. And I know that we have already come through the the Christmas season, and and I don't want to talk about the Christmas season. I don't want to to remind you of the gifts that God has given us. But I want us to talk about the journey because we are in a new year, 2023. And most of us, as we begin a new year, make uh, resolutions. We begin a new journey uh, in life of what we plan to do. I, I, I was speaking with a friend of mine the other day, and I told them that I found um, my New Year resolution, resolutions for 2022, and I had not had those goals in 2022. I see the process of, of, of me working through them. I see getting halfway there, but none of them have been completely uh, fulfilled yet. So I told them that I need to make my 2022 New Year's resolutions my 2023 resolution because as I've begun that journey, I have not made it there yet. And so I want to talk tonight about a journey. And so if you would go with me to the Word of God as uh, we begin to see this path, this journey that was taken. And the scripture 
that I'll be coming from this evening is Luke 2, verses 1 through 8. Again, that's Luke 2, verses 1 through 8. And and as you get your Bible and, and turn to those pages, let's go to God in prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we come before you this night to thank you for allowing us to come together, for allowing us to have a word that comes down from the mouthpiece of you and you alone. We pray, Lord God, that you would get our hearts right, get our minds right, get our souls and spirits right, Father, that we may receive what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. I give you glory and honor. I ask that you would decrease me, Lord God, as I increase, Lord God, in you, Lord God. Have your way, O oh God. We pray blessings, grace, mercy, and favor over all those that are are here, Lord God, and listening, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you would bless, Lord God, enlarge our territory, bless us indeed, that we, O oh God, may be pleasing and do a great and mighty work in you. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, and amen. We are coming again from Luke verses, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and, and the reading of God's word is, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, every one to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Verse number seven, and she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, lied him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Glory in the highest. I want you to say, no room. Say it again, no room said one more time, no room. Verse number eight, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse number nine, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Now, like I said, I know that we have we've gone beyond the Christmas season, and you've heard the Christmas story, and and in that Christmas story, you heard about the betrothal of Mary to Joseph, even while Mary was pregnant, that the Lord came to Joseph and said, "Don't be afraid to take her as your wife, because that child that she is carrying is of Holy Spirit." And when you think about the Christmas story and and the story that we, we we talk about during the the December months you you think about Elizabeth with John jumping in her womb when Mary the mother of Jesus enters the room and you would think about Joseph being told by that angel don't put Mary away it is okay for you to to take her 
because again, that baby she's carrying is of Holy Spirit. You think about Mary being told by the angel that she was highly favored. When you think about what we talk about in December, you think about Jesus being born in a manger. You think about again, no room in the end. You think about Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem to be registered. And 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 let us not forget that we we talk about the wise men when we talk about that Christmas story. The wise men that follow the star of David to find the Messiah, the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, the babe lying in a manger, the babe that would save the sons and daughter of Israel. We think about the declared word that that they spoke, glory to God in, in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward all men. But this evening, I, I, I'm beyond the Christmas story. I, I don't want to talk about Mary and Joseph being betrothed to each other. I, I, I don't want to talk about Mary leaving and, and going to visit uh, her cousin Elizabeth while they were both pregnant. I don't want to talk about the fact that Elizabeth's husband was muted because he didn't believe that he was about to to be able to receive a son in his late age. I, I don't want us to think about December and gifts and a Christmas tree and, and the lights and, and all of that stuff this evening. I want to talk about the journey to Bethlehem. Typically, the journey to Bethlehem was a 90-mile journey. And remind you that that journey was taken by foot, by donkey, by horse and cart, but mostly by foot. 90-mile journey would typically take four days on foot. Now, I take a four-day journey quite often from Portland, Oregon to Atlanta, Georgia. When I drive a car from, from Portland to Atlanta, it takes us four days, almost 3,000 miles to get from Portland to Atlanta. But on foot, as far as you would get in that four days is 90 miles. But because Mary, on her journey to be registered with Joseph, was pregnant, Mary was in her third trimester. Women, I know you understand what that means, but brothers, for you, that means that she was ready to have that baby. She was nearly nine months pregnant, walking 90 miles. It took Mary and Joseph nearly a week to get to Bethlehem. Why? Because Mary was nine months pregnant. Think about it, saints of God. Her legs and feet were probably swollen. She was uncomfortable. 
carrying the weight of not just herself, but the weight of the baby that was in her womb, filled in her belly. She had to probably use the restroom every five minutes, and especially women that you know that in, when you're nine months pregnant and that baby is sitting on your bladder and you stand up and you begin to walk, the first thing you have to do is use the restroom. So she had to use the restroom outside over and over and over again while she carried the baby in her room walking 90 miles. She probably experienced some tingling and some numbness in her fingers and in her hands and in her toes because of the pressure that the baby placed on the nerves and the inside of her womb. She probably felt pelvic pressure because the baby's head was probably already down there ready, preparing itself to come forth. 90 miles, nine months pregnant. Think about that walk. Think about that journey. She probably had back pain. She probably had difficulty sleeping on the ground outside, had because there was no place to sleep. Her family and Joseph's family that lived along the pathway didn't allow them to come in because they didn't want to allow Mary, who was pregnant, with someone else's baby, so they thought because the baby didn't belong to Joseph, probably had a lot of bad things to say about Mary. So they had nowhere else to sleep but outside. So she's uncomfortable. She's swollen. She's pregnant nine months. She has shortness of breath. She is probably leaking milk at this point. And women, she's probably having some Braxton Hicks contractions. You know what that means. She's got that baby kicking in her womb. She's moving and and feels the baby moving and laying again on her bladder and in her back and kicking up in her ribs. She's probably thinking about all the people that's talking about her, the ones that's passing her by because they weren't the only one on that journey. There were others that that were on that journey headed to be registered as well. And so she's got people pointing fingers at her, whispering, talking about her, why she's swollen, this unwed pregnant young girl that's on her way to be registered with her betrothed while she's nine months pregnant on a 90-mile journey walking to Bethlehem. Well, along that journey, as she had to sleep outside because of Joseph's family and and her family that shunned them and because uh, uh, they didn't want to even allow them a time to rest, Let's just come to the fact she's miserable. We can list and list probably more symptoms that Mary probably experienced, but we don't have enough time. But saints of God, Mary didn't complain. She didn't complain. She was waiting 
on the promise of the Messiah. She was waiting on the promise of a Savior, but she carried him on the inside of her. Not realizing that what she was waiting on inside of her all along. And there are so many of us waiting on the Lord God, waiting on the move of Holy Spirit, waiting on God to show up. But saints, God is on the inside of you. Holy Spirit resides on the inside of you. You're waiting on a God that's waiting on you. Mary just needed to wait on the move of God and not wait on God to show up. See, we need to understand that God said in his word that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so that means he's ever present with us. So we don't need to wait on God. We might need to wait on the move of God, but we need to know that God is waiting on us. Waiting on us what? Waiting on us to speak the word, to declare and decree so that he can move on what we declare and decree. Waiting on God to say yes or no to that which we're asking him. Psalms 37 and 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because of a man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Verse 8 says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret it only causes harm. Do not fret on what you see the world get and what the world is doing, but wait patiently on the Lord to move on your behalf. And and Joshua 1 and 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. No, don't be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mary was waiting on a God that was waiting on her. We wait for God's move, but we don't need to wait for God to show up because he's on the inside of you. Deuteronomy 31 and 8 says, and the Lord, he is the one. He is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Saints of God, there are over 100 verses of scripture that says that God will never leave you. So my question to you tonight is, why are you waiting for God to show up? Why are you waiting for God? 
when he has never left your side. If you need the power of God, declare it. If you need God to do something for you, speak it into existence. Trust and believe that God is with you. Walk out on faith. Try God in 2023. When you want to do something that you've never done before, like Peter stepping out onto the water, try God. Believe that he is there with you, and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will do a great and marvelous thing on your behalf. If what? You believe that he is with you. But see, during Mary and Joseph's journey, when many were passing them by, when many were turning their nose up, every now and then, someone showed them a little love and compassion. See, when you are going through When you are on your journey trying to get to the destination that you've chosen and the road is hard and the road gets rough and the mountains are hard to climb and the hills and the valleys might be hot and and dusty and it might get rough, somebody's going to show you a little love. Because God is going to send somebody that makes you know that he's with you. God's going to send somebody that allows you to see that you can go just a little bit farther. You can make it just a little while longer. He sends the encouraging word and the encouraging uh, 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 behavior of other people to let you know that you're going to make it. God shows you compassion. God shows you that he loves you. God shows you that he never leaves you while you're on your journey. But if you stay in the place and you never get on the journey, never get on the path to your journey, then you'll never see the goodness of God. You'll never see the promise of God. You'll never see what God has for you. You make a resolution in 2023. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to come out of debt. I'm going to get closer with God. I'm going to read my word every day. I'm I'm going to pray better more. I'm going to fast uh, often. But if you never do anything, you'll never see that God has never left you, that God is with you, that God wants to do great and mighty things for you. So how do how do I know that 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 somebody would show compassion and and that Mary had someone that said don't give up? How do, how do I know that that God sent a ram in the bush for her because when they needed a place to deliver Jesus, 
when she went into labor, when when the pains had started to come, when 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 it was almost time for her to push, and there was nobody that was there that would allow her to come in their homes. That every hotel shut the door, and every household said, "No, you can't come in. There is no room for you. There is no room for you. There is no room for you." Every door that shut, somebody said, come on into our barn. We may not have room in the inside of the house, but you can go in our barn. A door was open. And see, God closes every door that needs to be closed in our lives, and he opens the door that needs to be opened in our lives to put us in the place that we need to be at the time we need to be there. We just got to walk through it. So I know that there was rams in the bush, and when you think that you just can't go any further, God will send you a ram in the bush. So when Mary, while Mary was ready to deliver and didn't realize she was already delivered before she delivered, (laughs) that the glory of God was with her and all around her. That's my point number one. That the glory of God is with you and the glory of God is all around you, every day, all the time, because God will never leave you. My point number two is peace I leave with you is what is said. Peace I give to you, but we must receive it. (laughs) You might have hell in your life, but if you receive the peace of God, all that craziness around you, you'll walk straight through in peace. And my point number three is that we've got to show goodwill towards each other, not just at Christmas, not just at New Year's, not just every now and again, not just when we go to church, but we must show goodwill towards all men even those that despitefully misuse us, even those that despitefully treat us wrong. We must show goodwill. We must know that God is in us and that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us, that he is going to be with us until the end of the age, that even when we're acting up, God is still there. And so, saints of God, tonight, I just want to remind you that we need to embrace our journey, embrace our struggles, embrace the good times, embrace the bad times, embrace the closed doors, embrace the open windows, embrace those that love us, embrace those that hate us, embrace... All those things that have come against us, embrace your journey because your journey makes you who you are supposed to be in God. It brings you closer to a relationship. We must know that God is in us. 
We must remember that God is all around us. We must remember that when we're on our journey, that we're to have no fear. We must not worry during our journey because we must receive the peace of God and don't worry about those things. He said, don't worry about what you shall eat on your journey. Don't worry about what you shall drink on your journey. Don't worry about what you shall wear while you're on your journey because if the Father in heaven takes care of lilies in the fields and birds in the nest, how much more will he take care of you while you're in your your worst time? How much more will he take care of you when you feel like you're in the pit of hell? How much more will he take care of you, his little ones? Embrace your journey. Share what you learn along your journey with those that will hear it. Because those that will listen and hear what you say about your experience on your journey will be encouraged to continue on theirs. So as we have begun this year of 2023, as we've begun to walk a new year, have you begun your journey? In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Pastor Black. Amen. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sherelle, for that mighty word. Brothers and sisters, family and friends, I hope tonight that you have been given the tools, given some wisdom, given some knowledge, and given some insight to help us uh, embrace the journey. Uh, We're here in 2023, and we're here for a purpose. So we might as well embrace it, and we might as well do as Pastor Sherelle said, speak those things that are not as though they were, and begin to live to give God the glory. I hope you've been blessed by the word on tonight. Truly, I was blessed. I I was just sitting here, amen, amen, amen. And Pastor Sherelle, thank you so much for that message on tonight. It's a timely message because it's always a good time for us to remember the journey and to see what Mary went through to bring up what was already inside of us. Amen. We thank God for you tonight. I hope that you've been blessed by the word. I hope that you will continue to seek God's face. I hope that you continue to pray and give him the highest praise because he is truly worthy of all praise, all glory, and all honor. We bless God tonight, and we thank God for each of you. Until next Sunday, may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us hence now and forevermore. I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it.
Shot it! 